1: inside out is that thinks he's insane He thinks he's insane.
0: 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au, and 3CR On Demand, out of the pan with Sally, first broadcasting noon till one Sunday afternoon. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging and acknowledge that the land was stolen and never ceded. Also, The language used in this program is probably more of a Western and colonial nature, and of course, there have been lots of ways to do gender identity and gender expression um, all over the world since time began. You want to get in touch with the show, there's lots of ways to do it by all the means of communication, Um, and that is, um, you can look for the posts on Facebook, on my page, Sally Goldner, and also out of the pan, 3CR, 855 AM Melbourne. You can email out of the pan eight five five at gmail.com. you can s m s six one four five six seven five one two one five or you can tweet at sal gold said so and that's the bottom line um so good to have you with us and also joined in the studio by a guest which is um um we're going to have a chat today. And um, no prizes for guessing why we might have opened up with the classic 70s supernaught I like it both ways when sadly we weren't discussing more than two genders, which will come into our conversation today with Sophie, who's doing some research on queering up consent. Sophie, welcome to 3CR. Thank you for having me.
2: Thanks, Sally. It's great to be here.
0: A pleasure. And if you're okay to disclose if you use pronouns Mm -hmm. and which ones they are.
2: Yep, my pronouns are she, her.
0: Absolutely, we like to respect everyone's gender on the show. Um, And um, also, um, here's um, Kayleen, one of our um, frequent listeners, our listeners aren't regular, they could be frequent and outstanding, has said that today is UN Zero Discrimination Day and Self-Harm Awareness Day. So um, there's actually some things that could, I think in their way, tie into what we want to talk about so let's dive in. Let's get a picture of the research that you are doing um, with um, via University of Melbourne. But we should, and yeah. we'll, you'll be representing University of Melbourne, Uni of Melbourne, mm-hmm. on this issue. Should point out that any opinions I state on, my, on this show are my own and not to do with any organisation. But let's have a background on the research you're planning to do.
2: Yeah, so um, the research I'm doing at the moment is for my uh, PhD, um, and it's called Queering Consent. So uh, when I was doing my honours last year um, on consent research, I was really shocked to find that pretty much all of the research that's been done on consent communication has only been done on heterosexual people and heterosexual couples. Um, And so we really don't have much of an idea of how consent works in queer relationships. Um, So that was my goal uh, when I uh, started this PhD, was to really uh, give a voice to queer people um, in terms of how do they understand consent, how do they communicate consent, um, and really just try and include that community in academic research where they've really been left out so far.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a good thought to start with. I mean that, you know, gosh, queer erasure. Um, mm. What sort of erasure comes in there then, Sophie? You know, sort of what are the, some of the things that you found in the, in that research mm. where you've gone, um, oh, from a queer perspective, <laughs> not there.
2: Yeah, totally. Well, um, the research that's been done on heterosexual couples um, has really been looking at um, what is going wrong with consent communication that's leading to sexual violence. Mm. Um, and what they've really found is um, it's quite clear that um, there are these heteronormative gender roles that uh, people mm-hmm. are adhering to, which affect how they're able to communicate communicate consent. So, uh, you know, uh, heterosexual women are expected to be more passive. Mm-hmm. Um, and not speak up, and heterosexual men are encouraged to, um, you know, aggressively pursue sex with women, and so there's less of an emphasis on them to um, get consent or clearly communicate what they want. Um, So that's what the research has found, and that's where uh, all this effort that's been going into... um, consent and encouraging people to communicate consent is really based on heterosexual relationships. So if we're thinking about queer people, um, that those heteronormative gender roles aren't necessarily there. So what's going on in queer relationships? Mm. Um, are people adhering to those roles? Um, are they doing something differently? We really don't know. There's been a few studies um, on gay men and a couple of studies on lesbian women but there's actually been uh no or there's been one study that's just come out um but other than that there's been no studies on bisexual or people who have sex with people of multiple genders so we really don't know what their experience is at all um with consent communication
0: yep so the old a few things in there the you know sort of well look it, in fairness it could be unconscious bias of Patriarchy, heteronormativity, or sorry, um, heteronormativity and cisnormativity, patriarchal society, mm-hmm. don't get us started. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and acknowledging next week is International Women's Day, of course, and we yeah. definitely still need that. Um, but, um, you know, sort of <clears throat> the whole erasure, and I mean, to some extent, it could be that the erasure of most of um, the rainbow, to use a shorthand, mm-hmm. is unconscious bias. But some of it could be conscious, I know, Mm. for example a lecture, a presenter at, at a forum a few years ago, d- totally denied bisexuality. And wow. this was a uni <laughs> presentation. Gee, surprise, surprise. Yes. And we'll talk about bio erasure at Mardi Gras some point mm-hmm. during the show. Um, sorry, I'll just take a deep breath.
2: <sighs> <laughs> yes, I noticed that too. Yeah, I'm ready to get stuck in on that issue. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, these are
0: big, you know, these are yeah. huge issues and mm. it is only just getting underway. Yeah. So yeah, there's all that. So We need to get it on the board. And there could be, you know, there could be similarities, there could be differences, but Mm. until we dig a little deeper, we're not going to know for sure. Totally.
3: <clears throat>
2: and I think sexual violence has really been understood yes. as a problem between men and women.
0: I um, might just, i um, sorry, yeah. come in there. I should have, my apologies, listeners. I mm. should have done a content warning that we'll be mentioning sexual violence and possibly things like body parts as well. Yes, yeah. So there will be some degree of possibly intense and or adult content. And I apologize for cutting off, but I should have done no, that no, earlier. No. Um, so yeah, but we do need to discuss these yeah. issues and do it in a safe and careful way. So yeah, sorry, exactly. keep going.
2: Oh, thank you. Yes, Um, so sexual violence really has been understood as this problem between men and women, but Mm. there are statistics that have come out now and research showing that actually it happens between queer couples Mm -hmm. and in the queer community um, just as much, if not more, than in the heterosexual community. So we really need to understand what's going on there, what the differences and similarities are, um, you know, and how we can address this problem in the queer community as well as in the heterosexual community.
0: Yeah, well, even in ultra simplistic binary terms of course there can be masculine women and feminine men Mm -hmm. and then of course we get away from horrible simplistic binaries because there can be situations involving one or more trans and gender diverse people that are complex and we then drive you know lead into so many other factors as well Um, you know the trauma that our communities have faced what can come up some people do possibly have and want to do things that are called kink by whatever definition, and that can bring things up for people. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's possibly people didn't even know it was going on for them. So mm-hmm. there's a whole heap of factors in there that need to be factored in. I will say, all other things being equal compared to hetero mm-hmm. and acknowledging again, you know, the patriarchy that is yeah. so predominant in, um, well, most societies, I mm-hmm. think we could say. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So going back a bit, though, was yep. there, you know, a sort of light bulb moment where you go, where you said to me, oh, you said to yourself, sorry, or said out loud even, or to someone else.
2: <laughs> Usually out loud.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, heavens, there is not enough research on yep. queers and consent. Yeah. You know, did anything you know, sort of come up, or was it just a gradual process? Um, Mm. You know, sometimes that can help, you know, also inform us as to what's going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was a gradual process, but it was interesting because whilst I was doing my honours research, looking at consent... I was also sort of discovering my own queer identity. So these two things were kind of happening at the same time. Um, And then, you know, realising, as I was having my own experiences in the queer community, um, how different things can be to the heterosexual community. I just thought, you know, someone needs to be studying this because I'm discovering um, that the queer community and queer experiences are really quite different in a lot of cases to heterosexual experiences
0: absolutely and yeah. there, there are positives um a fabulous oh, yeah. um researcher being dr maria peotti chiiroli mm. who was on the show a couple of weeks ago talking about the history of the bi community in australia has done research that found bi men make great partners because yeah. of their awareness of gender um <laughs> there's some looks going on in the studio. We have a silent guest in the studio <laughs> yes. who's just come, probably just My got, partner. Who's probably just been a little less silent <laughs> but of course they do and that is a totally objective research based statement people of all genders. <laughs> so these are the things that we need to consider that yeah. you know yeah, uh, yeah, av- and this could lead to a reverse form of discrimination mm-hmm. where something happens in a relationship, and an uninformed counsellor or somebody goes, "Oh, you're in a heterosexual relationship. That bloke must be," blah, 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 which of course is yeah. malarkey when he could be a really, you know, decent human being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of stuff in there that, um, to use a favourite phrase on this show, do hashtag binary busters. Yes. So binary, exactly. we're going to have a, another musical track, um, which I think will fit in nicely here. If I can um, just add li- multitask ad lib and bring up the link for this one, just so we can have a breather. And then when I return and chat to Sophie about her research that she's doing, um, we can um, talk about how you can get involved in focus groups and possibly one-on-one interviews mm-hmm. as well, if that's yep. your call. But in the meantime, it seems appropriate that we have a listen To Yana, Alana and the Piranhas covering (laughs) Peaches, I, You, She 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au And 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan, with Sally and guest Sophie
1: I, you, he, together, come on baby, let's go I, you, she, together, come on baby, let's go I, you, we together. Come on, baby, let's go. think so. And have you ever been rimmed in a hotel lobby by a famous rock star while the bellboy watches? Hey, that's a name. And have you ever been fist fucked on the roof of the Trans-Siberian Express? through a Blizzard while singing Freedom by George Michael. Have any of you ever had sex, like at all? You people are so...
0: for climate action with some of the people who are on strike today. Can you tell us your names and how old you are?
2: Uh, so my name's Ivy and I'm 12 years old. My name is Marta and I am 8 years old. My name's Layla and I'm 11 years old. Inequality is at a 70-year high. Our jobs are going offshore, our jobs are being casualised. 40% of us are trapped in insecure work. The richest 1% have more than the 70% of us at the bottom.
4: And workers will stand up and fight. You've never seen a fight before until you back the Australian workers into a corner and tell them they've got no rights. Those workers will fight.
0: 3CR Union Issues and Workers' Struggles. Feed Radical Radio. Go to 3CR.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377.
1: If I had my tongue, five hundred languages, I would
3: sing
1: to you. This is Monica Jasmine Caro. I'm a proud Gunai Kurnai, Gunish and Mukja Wait woman. I'm a spoken word poet, actor and musician and you are listening
0: to 3CR Community Radio. And I love community radio because
1: it is about representation and accessibility for all peoples of all walks of life. And I must have a home somewhere I belong.
0: 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the Pan with Sally and guest Sophie. First broadcasting, noon till one Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company and listenership in whatever way or at whatever time you are listening. And that could be time zone. You could be listening anywhere around the world. You could be listening um, to a podcast or repeat or On Demand. Um, just thanks for tuning in. And Sophie, we chatted about how you came about to your Um, queer consent research in the first half. Let's drill into what it might involve in this segment. Go for it.
2: Yeah, cool. Well, one thing I should also mention uh, before we go into how I'm going to do the research is that um, I'm also kind of taking a different perspective in terms of academic research um, on this research. And I'm looking at consent from a pleasure-centred perspective uh, where academic researchers largely Uh, looked at sexual consent from a violence prevention framework, so uh, consent um, as a way to prevent violence. Mm. Um, But I think something that's really missing from academic research um, is that consent should also be uh, a tool for people to use to have pleasurable and good sex. Um, and so I really want to bring that conversation is already happening in the queer community. I think that's all, that's a huge theme, um, that in the queer community is being talked about that consent is actually a tool that we use to have really great pleasurable sex, but that hasn't really filtered over, um, to research yet, which I think is really troubling because I think, uh, talking about it in terms of, uh, being a useful tool for pleasure, um, would actually be a really great way, um, to talk about it and um, it's a bit more of a a bit more of a way to talk about consent Um, that's you know a little bit a bit less dreary you know it's a it's a a fun tool rather than this scary thing that we need to be doing um, to prevent violence so I'm really trying to bring that into the research Um, how are queer people uh, using consent uh, to have really great sex.
0: Yeah it's a real couple of good points in there I'd like to Oh, just some pioneers who have been very inclusive mm-hmm. in terms of consent and sex positivity. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably dozens, and I'll be ticked for not mentioning, ticked off for not mentioning some. But <laughs> Anne Hunter from with a focus on polyamory, Cindy mm-hmm. Darnell, yes, Helena yeah. May, Tanya Cones up in Sydney, mm-hmm. are just four people doing really awesome inclusive work yeah. in this area. So the, you're right; it's sort of happening at the grassroots, but now it's the the ripples have got to spread further into exactly. research. Yeah. And something we were going to mention when, um, while, while we were listening to Yana and Alana, Yana, Alana, and the piranhas, try saying that three times quickly with a mouthful of craft processed cheese, <laughs> um, and their and her cover of "I Use She Together," and I, you know, I just say that. And I bring this is relevant that I had the joy of being in that film clip, and it wasn't just you know sometimes in the in diverse communities we talk about safe spaces. That was a warm space, and I say mm-hmm. very respectfully and consensually in a hot, a hot space. Yeah, and this links in beautifully to what mm-hmm. we're talking about that we do find ways to explore consensually and safely. Underline forty-eight font italics bold. Yeah, <laughs> that um, you know um, perhaps go beyond. Heteronormative, mm-hmm. um, you know those norms you mentioned right at the start. Yeah. You know, in simplistic terms, cis male, hetero male aggressive, cis hetero women passive. Yeah. You know, sort of okay if that's consensual, fine. But often it isn't, as we mm-hmm. know. So this has huge promise for yeah. and has you know. See, we not we give to our cisgender and or heterosexual friends because this has yeah. huge. Um, benefits for really in lots of ways, doesn't exactly. it?
2: Yeah, that's one of my big hopes is that, you know, knowing how the queer community are doing consent well and how mm. they're using it as a tool to have really great, hot, fun, pleasurable sex, what can that, you know, what can that... um How can we bring that discourse into the heteronormative community and the heterosexual community um, to help them as well? Because I feel like there's a lot of things we're doing in the queer community in terms of consent and communication and sex um, that would be a really useful thing to bring into the wider, um, you know, the wider discourse about sex.
0: Well, absolutely. I mean, um, I mentioned And Hunter and, of course, the poly community Mm -hmm. runs on the golden rule. One, communicate, communicate, communicate. Two, that doesn't work properly. Repeat one, you know. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that has benefits for monogamous, um, heterosexual, cisgender relationships as well. Like yeah. And really... Relationships of any sort, whether it's work or parent-child, child-parent, mm. teacher-child, etc., etc. Yeah, there's you know just a lot of respect and consent and mm. all that sort of thing are awesome. Yeah, and so you know sort of what is it? Consent is sexy.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And talking about it in more of a fun mm. way, I think the message that's getting across. Um, to the heterosexual community is like you have to do consent because otherwise the sex is going to be, you know, unethical. Um, And I think talking about consent in a more positive way, like, hey, this is actually a really great thing you can use to have really great sex, um, could be a more useful way of talking about it that actually encourages people to do it. Yeah,
0: and, yeah, create more win-win solutions on so many levels rather than people being fearful that, you know, um, at the, I will say the most more intense moments of the Me Too movement a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, what people were saying, oh, I can't compliment a female. A males were saying, I can't compliment a female on that nice dress. Mm-mm. Well, you know, if it's just said, look, that's a really beautiful dress, wish you well to wear it, I think that's a nice thing to say. Yeah. But if it's... Well, oh, that's a really good low-cut dress play <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really, that's, <laughs>
3: pro- that's
0: probably not consensual. So yeah. we can – I th- think you've got a really good call there, Mm-mm. turning it into a positive. Now, yeah. the thing is, people want to hashtag binary bust and yeah. want to be safe and consensual. How can they be a part of your research interviews, focus groups, and similar –
2: well, I'm glad you asked because I'm currently recruiting for my You're a focus groups. Quiz. I love it. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> no, all good. So, um, the focus groups that I'm running right now, I'm looking to speak to groups of friends who all have sexual experiences with people of multiple genders. So whether you're bisexual, pansexual, queer, as long as you've got sexual experiences with people of different genders, I really want to talk to you. Um, And I'm getting groups of friends together because I think uh, there's a benefit in talking to people who already know each other and who are already talking about these issues with their friends because I really – I kind of want to not replicate, but I kind of want to capture um the discourse that 's happening in the queer community, which is you know we are talking about consent in in many instances more openly and talking about sexual communication um, so that 's why i 'm looking to get groups of friends together um to see how they 're talking to their friends and how they um how they understand sexual consent um in their circles,
0: yep. The thing is, you know, in there, I mean, you know, we want as much information as we can. Some Mm -hmm. people may not want to talk in a group Mm -hmm. and some people, um, there's other things. Some people, um, and I'm not saying every sex experience you want to talk about involves multiple people involved, Mm -hmm. but some people will only do, let's say, experience with one person at a time. Mm Mm-hmm there 's also I think there 's issues of neuroprocessing that come in here,, yep. so do will there be a chance to talk one on one with you yes.
2: yeah, so uh, the first half of the year i 'm going to be running focus groups, and then the second half of the year i 'm going to be doing individual interviews uh, for people who aren 't comfortable speaking in a group or for people who probably have some more to say, um, and maybe they won 't have enough space in a group environment, so i 'll be doing both things so um, if you don 't want to speak in a group um, definitely still get in touch with me, and we can set up an interview for later on in the year
0: fabsy doozies and of course um, the main the thing is here you know we 're looking at all backgrounds, diversities, yep. intersectionalities, mm-hmm. mono and polyamory, all sorts of occupations, including sex work yep. um, the whole caboodle. so and you know i 'll i learnt to back my instinct you 're obviously someone who Um, breeds inclusivity and puts it into practice Mm -hmm. so um, you know all genders the whole thing you know you're just wanting people to share what is good practice
2: yes yeah and And how they understand consent and how they understand how that connects to pleasure um, and how that's worked in their lives
0: yeah and that's the critical factor here Mm -hmm. that you know and there's so many um, things in here that you know, and of course, for trans and gender diverse people, there's issues around yeah. can I touch this particular part of your body? Which there are for lots of people. You yeah. know, some people like their feet being tickled, and some don't. Whichever <laughs> it is, and then there's more. Or say, I'll use the term more influential parts of the body, or that can be those sorts of things that you know ro- ride roll their way in for trans and gender diverse people. So, how do people get in touch with you? What's the best way to do that?
2: Best way is to email my annoyingly long university email address, um, which is s heinz, so s h I n oh sorry, at student.unimelb.edu.au. Now if you can't remember that, just get in touch with me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is Sophie Hines. my name, so that's just S-O-P-H-I-E. H-I-N-D-E-S.
0: I will ask consent now. Is it okay if I put that email address under the Facebook posts?
2: Yes, please do. All
0: right. I will do that during our next track um, and um, also um, put up the email address with the link to the podcast later on and et um because we need to, and I think we'll sort of Draw a sort of half-time break in mm-hmm. the sand there, and so that's the end of Sophie Hines representing University of <laughs> Melbourne. And of course, you have a great supervisor, Dr. Bianca Fireborn. Yes, I do. She's who, brilliant. Who has one of the best Twitter handles ever? I have to say, <laughs> Snappy Alligator. I love that um, because we've had a SMS come in from Roving Reporter, one of our mm-hmm. um, frequent correspondents. Mardi Gras analysis, Sally A lot of interesting things occurred last (laughs) night Let's have a track that I think links this in um, From Midnight Oil's first album album Which interestingly was in 1978 The year of the first Mardi Gras Mm. And a track called Used and Abused Um, Your headphones are off So you won't have your ears blasted out With their very loud sound from the first album 3CR 855 AM 3CR Digital 3CR.org.au 3CR On Demand Out of the Pan with Sally and guest Sophie (laughs) 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, if you're having a Sunday morning, Sunday, middle Sunday sort of doze, that woke you up, didn't it? Midnight Oil from their eponymous album, I love that word, um, <laughs> the first one from 1978, 40 years, 43 years ago, um, Call cool, and that track was used and abused, which leads us, very much into a discussion of Mardi Gras once again expressly stating that your comments now are definitely yours as an, indi- as an individual yes. and as are mine. Now, you deserve a Brave Reward because you <laughs> watched four hours of SBS's coverage, which is getting bucketed, um, mm-hmm. lambasted and shellacked on social media and... Um, dive in with anything you want to say mm. first and then we'll throw in others as we go along.
2: Well, I was extremely overstimulated by the the floats and and the parade itself, but then understimulated yeah. by the really boring commentary, just really lacklustre. Um, you know, the hosts that were doing it, I just thought they really could have done better.
0: Yeah, that. well, um, the one that got me, um, which has been reported in I... I didn't um, watch or listen to any of it. Um, apparently at the start, according to mm. a reliable um, witness, mm. um, there was a comment, and I'm just going to get the exact words up here um, if I can. Um, I'm trying to get back through my Twitter um, things. Um, but I think it was to the effect that, oh, there must have been lots of parties at the first Mardi Gras mm-hmm. in 1978. Mm-hmm. Um um, goodness me, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, have we forgotten our history? And exactly. It, and it seems appropriate that we played a Midnight Oil track from 1978 about being used and abused and all the rest of it. And it just is very worrying that um, these sorts of mistakes could be made. Now, you'd think someone would have briefed them or someone mm. would have done that thing called research, you know. Yes. um, And I'm talking to a researcher, so of course (laughs) someone should have done that. Exactly.
2: Why didn't they do their research? You know, they start off the parade with the 78ers with that float, but then they just totally, um, you know, breeze over the fact of what happened that year and, and how the Mardi Gras really got started. So... It's frustrating, you know, you want to see the history represented well on TV, as well as being a celebration, you want to really see that history and the reality of Mardi Gras represented. But, you know, SBS obviously went with a different option.
0: Yeah, no, not happy at all um, on that front. There was a remark that affects me deeply as a trans or gender-diverse person um, where they used preferred pronouns Mm -hmm. by pronouns, anyone's pronouns for that matter, cis, trans, gender-diverse, non-binary, none at all. I'm not a preference. They are who we are, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, which is um, um, sort of poor. But, um, you know, sort of looking at um, some of the comments here, what were other things that stood out or will say, um, you know, sort of um, didn't, um, you know, did or didn't work for you?
2: Mm. Well, th- the biggest thing for me was I think the float number nine was supposed to be the, I mean, it still happens, the black, bi plus visibility float, you know, um, me and my partner who are both bi, we're both watching the coverage, waiting for our float to come out so we can, you know, cheer on. And then, of course, they went to ad break right over that float and it's like, oh, you know, it's like over 50% of the the queer community is buy plus and they Mm. completely erased that float from the coverage and i really just couldn't believe it i just thought well isn't that just classic that the buyers are getting erased again and um yeah yeah disappointing
0: like if it's not acceptable enough to whoever's in charge you know it gets erased um not that that's something we huge anyone really should be celebrating but i remember way back in 2001 there was a in inverted commas, celebration of Federation Parade, and there was an LGBTI group that marched down Swanson Street. And just as that, we came along, the TV coverage went to some interview in the middle of Melbourne Town Hall. Oh, we're a bit too, we're all a bit too weird, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So it's sort of when our own so called own communities do it to us, um, you know, it's hugely problematic. Yeah. And there's lots of um, articles and emails going around. Um, as much as SBS weren't good on their coverage last night, SBS News um, – oh, actually, this article is a couple of days old about um, outrageous businesses accused of exploiting Sydney's Mardi Gras, mm. and there's debate <laughs> yeah. about that one. Do you have any personal thoughts on that?
2: Well, I just thought the ANZ campaign was just, oh, just ridiculous. I don't I don't know how anyone sat down at a marketing desk and was like, Yes, this is gonna be a great campaign, you know? And they said, you know, I was following the whole thing on Twitter and, and watching ANZ's replies and ANZ said that they had a, you know, a team of people from the community who were involved in in making mm. the campaign and I just you know, how how did they let that get past? I, I just can't believe it
0: well yeah i don 't think they 've accounted for the fact that you know there are different levels of progress to use a very basic mm. analogy amongst g l binary t and then mm. we 'll say non binary t um, intersex and bi, yeah, and that some of the things that could have would have come up would have been really traumatizing mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. lots of people, and this is supposed to be at least our safe space, if not our warm space, yes. same as pride march yeah. and yet um you know, they're, you know, here we go again, that it's not safe. It's not being considerate of everyone. No. And that's really not good enough. Mm. So some of the other things that um, I've just seen around social media, um, you know, is, you know, in relation to the corporate theme Um the fabulous Sally Conning, um, S2, when we're together it's S1 and S2 and probably not in pyjamas because we're not consenting to that. Um, that's probably not a good look. Sally will have her leggings on. That's good, though. That's very consensual. That's a long story. Um, and I'll, 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 I won't go any further than that. Um, um, so, um, you know, apparently there was focus on, we'll so say, a corporate group. We don't mention corporates on this station. Mm-hmm. Um, but cut away when the trans youth group walked by. Now, I mean... Gosh, mm-hmm. knows, trans youth and families mm-hmm. and, you know, and then trans people of all ages are being, you know, verbally and and vilifyingly, well, non-consensually walloped at the moment. And, you know, to not focus on trans youth yeah. is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, well, if let's really, we'll go up to the big issues, um, the Liberal Party had a float at Mardi Gras. Yes, Martin oh Graf. my gosh, yes. Um, dearie me. Um.
2: <laughs> Who did they rope in to be on that float? Those, <laughs> you know, wow. And, and you know, and then the protest happened in front of it, um, as I guess most people might know by now from the yes. news coverage of it. But, um, yeah, a protest um, happened and, and tried to stop the parade and, and SBS – you know, really conveniently panned the camera away from the protests so that you couldn't see the people being dragged off by the police. Mm. Um, Just like 42 years ago. Yeah, exactly. So Mm. just that complete erasure from SBS on the violence that is still happening to the queer community from the state. It's really disappointing.
0: And acknowledging that, yeah. well, as there are hierarchies in society, as much as mm-hmm. we don't want them, yeah. and so the further down the hierarchies of um, influence and power and privilege you are, mm. you know, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, people of colour, mm-hmm. um, sex workers, um, you know, it's going to be even worse. And um, But it is interesting. This is a real sort of paradox at the moment that we have this, on the one hand, the corporate Liberal Party and police Mm -hmm. um, sort of end, um, you know, and then there are these protests. There is a growing sense of Mm -hmm. frustration at the grassroots of communities with um, the element, and I'm really being clear on that, of the proverbial rich, white, cisgender gay men, Mm -hmm. and some of whom probably support the Liberal Party. Yes, yes. So how, you know, I suppose the question is let's try and, you know sort of well you know put the floaties on and swim through that mm, mm, mm. how do we hold that tension and can we and you know how can we equalize things out of it because it just seems like we're you know at a real flashpoint
2: mm, mm, mm. i don't know it's it is really difficult you know and i do think a lot of this the the corporate campaigns that happened at mardi gras probably a lot to do with that sort of Sydney corporate, you know, gay TM sort of thing that happens yeah. in Sydney and it's really difficult when when you've got that, which is obviously a huge part of the, the queer community is that, you know, that section that they yeah. probably do vote Liberal and they are interested in money and capitalism and, and buying into that whole thing. So it's not like we can exclude them from celebrations and from parades and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we wouldn't want to do that. But it's difficult to hold that, you know, and let that, you know, happen when so much of what's happening in the Liberal Party and on the right is so abusive towards the queer community. So, you know, it's it's not either or, but it's like, how can we hold those two both things yeah. Yeah, at the same time, I guess.
0: And, you know, the thing is, we sometimes get cliches like, well, we should respect each other. Well, it seems that the people who are further down are always the ones who are told to respect, mm-hmm. but it doesn't come back. And similarly, Um, One of the phrases I feel very frustrated by is, well, we have to engage with people. Yeah, but they've got to engage with us. And too often within queer communities, Mm. those further down metaphorically crawl across, cut glass on our knees. And when we're a metre away from the other people, they back off another hundred metres. And similarly in the broader community, when you've Mm. got the far right of the Liberal Party, elements of conservative religion, um, shock jocks on media Mm. who are not playing... By consistent rules, and you know, you know, the core of police in doing toxic masculinity, huge issues. So, how do we even get a fair process going to yeah. engage? Is another question. But it's time we asked these questions because mm-hmm. they are there. And no amount of what is – I heard this term a few months ago and it really resonates – toxic positivity, spin, (laughs) rah-rah. Oh, it's all better off now. We don't face what we did 40 years ago. Well, clearly we do. Yeah. And maybe some of us are a little better off. Mm. You know, that's the sort of thing that can block it, Mm -hmm. this, um, you know, just – Let's play a dance mix or something new. Um, So we've got to keep having these debates, get them on, get them done respectfully and have them. And it's not easy. And I think sometimes people are not, also people are just not seeing their own privilege and don't Mm -hmm. want to learn too. So lots more we can discuss, but we'll have one, have another quick track um, in protest mode because... Um, we can. Um, dug them out today. Um, I had to go back to pull out this one from Red Gum from the 80s. Ooh,
2: yes, I'm loving the retro tunes today.
0: Bit of retro, bit of protesty <laughs> stuff. Um, here's Red Gum from their Court in the Act album of the early 80s. And the long run, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital. 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and Sophie. Ah,
4: oh, Sydney, you were wonderful. Look at that. When I got... When I go back to Melbourne, I'm going to go right and see Mike Brady and when he does some of up there, because you guys are in the chorus, all right? Boy, look out you window at the cold ray dawn It's seven o'clock on a Monday morning for a cup of coffee, better make it a strong one Well, the man on the radio Says it's gonna rain and it's gonna blow It'll be all right, it'll be all right It'll be all right in the long run Australia marched out of Vietnam out in the streets against Uncle Sam and we won the fight It was a
3: long one
4: Uranium demo the other day One of my mates got dragged away as they slammed the door I heard her say it'll be alright in the long run Tell him bloke who works with me The noise-swabble and always company And he slapped me on the back Said you're wrong son Isn't the land I was told it'd be It's not so equal and not so free It'll be alright, it'll be alright It'll be alright in the long run It'll be alright, it'll be alright It'll be alright in the long run It'll be alright, it'll be alright, it'll be alright in the long run. It'll be alright, it'll be alright, it'll be alright in the long run. It'll be alright, it'll be alright, it'll be alright in the long run. It'll be alright, it'll be alright, it'll be alright in the long run. A shadow of history, economic screams Shearer's curse, the people dream taking some right turns They've been the wrong ones Troop chips leave and the headlines blaze. Australia remembers Happier days, faith lives on Within the haze, it'll be alright In the long run So you sit in your camp And you stare at the fire, the now drop Away the hope gets higher And you sing to yourself, it'll be alright Be alright in the long run Some sun gives ground to a long cold night Strobe your courage for another fight But you know in your heart it'll be alright Be alright in the long run And the sun streams in with power and might And you look at your kids in a different light And you know in your heart it's kissing goodnight It'll be alright in the long run
3: Good night and thank you Into 3CR on March 8th, as we dish up another feast of radical ideas to end gender inequality. Centering the voices of First Nations, refugee, migrant women and gender diverse people. Challenging liberal and corporate feminisms
1: in discussions on sovereignty, workers' rights, nuclear disarmament, environmental justice, animal rights, as well as music and performance.
3: From 11pm Saturday, March 7 to midnight Sunday, March 8 on 3CR Digital, 55 am and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Check the website for more details. Roasting the Patriarchy. Recipes for dismantling the system.
0: 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally and guest Sophie. We're just about to wrap up roasting the patriarchy. That'd make anyone turn vegetarian. <laughs> um, Kayleen has SME, um, a messaged me via Twitter. Toxic to positivity is a very useful term. Thank you. Yeah, it does come up a lot in mm. society, um, you know, issues that probably affect everyone. We don't talk about grief and loss that well, um, you know, and death, that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, there's also many, um, you know, sort of other areas where it comes up and it comes up in queer communities. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not so bad anymore compared to 40 years ago, which we discussed that sort of thing. Um, just checking in on, um, um, our other messages, another one from roving reporter. Some of the gay liberals have the same identity crisis as the party itself. Um, (laughs) laughy icons, confused and conflicted with contradictory views, um, Yeah, I'd back that. Um, So, yep, totally um, with you on that roving. And I just, I, you know, I I, I struggle to hold, but I mean, I suppose somehow we have to find a place to hold space and listen to why those people are there. Mm -hmm. Um, We could assume things, but that's probably not going to help um so yeah lots to consider things that are coming up during the week um, bent tv on friday nights community media um seahorse um for trans people is actually going to be next saturday i've got that wrong sorry that'll be the 14th um and of course as mentioned next weekend is international women's day and you know prioritizing the voices of refugee aboriginal and torres strait islander out of the pan will be having a breather for a week um because there's um you know we acknowledge that in line with privilege white women even white trans women will have it better than white um people of color aboriginal cis women trans women so we want to make sure we those people get a voice um and those groups that aren't um, don't have as much privilege do so i will have a long weekend um, I want to say on the fifteenth, I'll be back with. The, um, we're getting into Melbourne Comedy Festival, mm. and I'll be back with Jackie Pillar in two weeks, who's a non-binary person doing an awesome show called Tardy. Um, check cool. them out. Um, but I think we've got to wrap it up. Mm. Um, Sophie, last thoughts on Mardi Gras and engaging the well, I'll say the ideological. I'll call it the ideological mm. spectrum within the rainbow. Any yeah. last thoughts have come to mind while we listen to Red Gum? Or
2: well, I. I guess I'd like to end on a positive note. Obviously yep. not toxic positivity, but just a positive note that I think it was really great that, you know, non-binary icon Sam Smith uh, marched with 2010, ah. uh, which is the uh, Trans and Gender Diverse Youth Service in Sydney.
1: Yes, um, indeed.
2: So I think that was really great because that really uh, put the spotlight on that really vital service um, that's happening there. So, you know, I think Sam Smith... Um, they're probably the biggest star um, to visit the Mardi Gras. So that really shone a light on that, which I thought was fabulous.
0: That's a good call. You yeah. know, and I think that's where, gosh, so often does it come back to visibility. I've yeah. dined out for four weeks now on the story from Pride March of the ace group were marching in front of the bi group Mm. and someone in ace colours on the sidelines saw that the ace group and was literally jumping up and down. (laughs) I think you've hit it on the head and I've got a good story to finish on as well. Again, not denying anything we've said. Two years ago um, on the Saturday night of Mardi Gras, I was probably one of the few queers in Sydney who was not there. Um, I was at a um, um, pre-International Women's Day dinner event Mm. and I was with a trans man and a non-binary person and yet we had Mardi Gras on without sound in the background and the trans youth group came along and the non-binary person just burst into tears of joy, oh, and which I totally get. You know, yeah. trans youth to me are a tonic. There was a lovely mm. picture in the last week on Facebook of Georgie Stone and... um Another young person whose name's just gone out of my head. I'm so sorry, um, Isabel Langley. It came mm-hmm. back just in time on Facebook at Government House. Two young trans people at Government House. How awesome! Yeah. So we get, you know these are the things that are getting there at the grassroots, and I suppose the grassroots grow up into be the big
2: trees. Exactly. Yeah. Sophie, there is hope.
0: We there is hope, and I think <laughs> that it will be all right in the long run. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah from red gum just we've got to keep pushing and pushing exactly and we can do it your research that you mentioned with your other hat on your professional hat on will do it um 3cr can do it many others can sophie a pleasure having you in and you have the afternoon with your wonderful partner
2: yes i will yeah sydney road festival's on today brunswick so check out some bands Yes, lots of yeah. things to do. And, look, yeah. let's
0: also be grateful that, by and large, Melbourne is one of the safer Mm-mm. places in Australia and the world for queer people. I think Definitely. we can take that with us. Um, just to finish, though, on a bit of a radical, rebellious note, um, got to dig out a bit of um, Graham Connors from um, one of his early albums, and it's on his Best Of Till Now from 2000, um, Let the Cane Fields Burn. Sophie, thanks again for coming into Out of the Pan. Thanks for I'm having I'm Sally me. Goldner. International Women's Day next week. I'll catch you in two weeks.
5: There's a painting of my grandfather on my mother's side In the hallway of the homestead In a special place of pride With his bulldogs and kanakas Back in 1893 In a linen suit and a Panama They say he looked like me And the story goes He came out To make a brand new start In an effort to forget The sad affair of the heart And with these romantic notions To the colonies he came Where he settled in the tropics And made his fortune grow king Well, let the cane fields burn, let the flames rise.